Welcome to Digital Gaming Podcast. My name's Christian. My name's Bobby. I'm Amanda. And I'm Emilio. <laughs> <laughs> was, was I too excited? I'm sorry. I, I don't know. It, it was a roller coaster of emotions, dude. It was just like you were high. Bobby was, of course, low. And Amanda was trying to re- recuperate from what Bobby did. And then, I don't know. We were very much like a '90s sitcom, right there. Yeah, like, yeah, Where yeah, yeah. you look, every yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Do you guys know what's not a '90s sitcom? This show. This show. Wow. Oh, this show and oh, that dog and DLG Con. You know. That's right. This That's awesome right. thing that we're doing, we're planning, and last yeah. time we talked to you, we have a form signed up that was in the show notes. Uh, okay, guys, I need I need help. I'm fucking lost. Yeah, no, I'm, it's cool. I'll me take out. it. Yeah, don't worry, I got you. It's it's team. You know, teamwork is the dream work, right? Or so they say, or whatever the fuck that mantra is. So yeah, DLG Con. Speaking of teamwork, we're all getting together to go to San Diego uh, the first weekend of November. I think that's November. You know, a single digit to a single digit, uh, which is you know the third to the sixth. Um, and so. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun over the previous years. This is the fifth time that we're going to be doing it. It's going to be big. It's going to be awesome. And we have in our DLG Con planning channel and our Discord, if you go to the pin section, you can find a forum to sign up. I mean, I would just love it even if you wanted to sign up as a maybe because you're not sure if the money is there, if the time is there, sign up as a maybe and do the form. Because we are going to, at the end of the month, look at how many people are interested and make our decision on a house based off that. There is a document that shows you kind of roughly what each place would look like depending on how many people are there. So you can get kind of an idea of how much it might cost. But please do the form and do the form by just say June 1st if you want a true day. Like when your fucking rent is due, that's when the form's due. <laughs> yeah. Any more stress in your life? Here's some deal. But then once you come here, you're going to relieve all that stress. It's so much fun. Yeah. That's a good I feel time. like I travel and I do a lot of really cool shit and DLG Con is always the like the best of the fucking year. Like every single goddamn time. Every DLG Con's been so amazing. And uh in the spirit of that, I think we're gonna go over some of our fondest memories. Uh Days put together a little album of pictures, and then we each po- picked a picture and then we're gonna talk about what happened in the in said picture. Yeah. Who, so whose picture is this? I'm leading it. I'm leading the picture here. We've got Bobby. This is in the first DLG con, the very first one that we did. We've got four nerdy gamers in a squad that have just came from the deep depths of the terrifying Pacific Ocean. And we're sitting there garnishing our king in kelp (laughs) regalia. (laughs) So So good. (laughs) In this picture, you can see I'm sitting there. I'm calling. I'm beckoning everybody like, here comes the king. And it almost looks like a kelp train, like he's wearing this extravagant formal gamer like you know it's very pirates of, of you know or uh sea of thieves you know naturally of course he's the pirate king so that's how he's got a whole kelp outfit going on you've got lotion in the back coming out looking like he's you know a merman and cricket soldiers just absolutely stunned in beautiful awe of the royalty in front of him <laughs> this is the real life plunder pass basically yeah, yeah. Uh, it sure did, is. did you almost I die see. here 
I did almost die. Yeah. Oh, Amelia almost died. We both almost killed a mother. Is what you guys both almost died. Okay. Come to DLG Kong. No, sorry, (laughs) Christian. If you look at that wave that's cresting at the very back, the highest thing in the horizon. Yeah. You see that? That's uh, that's breaking the wave. That's breaking. We were like, uh, I don't know, another fifty feet beyond that, right? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the riptide had taken us out, and um. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, everything's fine. And then uh, I was just tired. I don't know. I, and, you know, hung over from like three days of partying. And then it all just kind of hit me at the same time. And I was like, man, I really don't feel like swimming back. I'm just going to let it all go. dude. I'm going to die here. And she saw me while I'm, ha- I'm thinking this. Right. And she goes, are you OK? And I was like, I don't know, man. And she came over and then I used her as a launching pad. <laughs> to save my own life i basically grabbed her and used her as a buoy and shot myself towards the shore and used that as like like um uh, the way you know like a grappling hook in a game like she was like one of those uh nodes and it's i true fucking, the anchor yeah but I, <laughs> he's gonna sink me to the bottom amanda be damned i guess so i went from like i'm just gonna die here to to f- fuck every burn the world i need to live and so i i used that too and i didn't look back but i knew she was okay she's a strong swimmer although she- <laughs> i am a strong swimmer he's not wrong but i i was really stupid at making yeah, she didn't call. understand i was gonna say what you failed to mention is that we really truly saved each other you're telling yeah. me about how i saved you but you saved me because i'm from michigan and i don't have to worry about the bullshit like the riptides and all the other yeah. crazy shit that's in the pacific ocean so Did i'm I sitting there being like before we went out there you might I, have but it didn't i feel like say, i did I, yeah. i'm i'm arrogant with bodies of water i'm like look at that i'm getting in that i'm gonna swim yeah. for six hours i'm gonna yeah. get my swims in and that and it's like that's not good yeah the pacific ocean will yeet you out of existence with that mentality it and really it will. almost did but emilio came out to me and he was like hey you need we need to start getting to the shore now and yeah. i'm like oh shit okay like i'm sitting there like la di da having a great time swimming there. off and i was way out there but yeah. In my defense, man, in Lake Michigan, you can go out for miles and you're good. It might go up to your thighs, but that's just that's me being stupid because, yeah, like it's not Michigan. It was the Pacific Ocean and the yeah. sea and the uh, the sand will kill you. So, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I'll, you definitely launched me into a wave and I got smacked with a face load of water. <laughs> if you get caught in one, by the way, swim diagonally, always towards the shore, but not straight to the beach because you won't win. You won't win against the riptide. If you're caught in one, grab onto the nearest living person. And <laughs> Sacrifice them to, the to your rocket jump. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And well, you know what? If if that makes you a little nervous about trusting strangers, please come to DLGCon <laughs> because we might try and drown each other, but we also save each other too. Yeah. It all evens out in the end. No one has died yes. yet. And please, hopefully, that's not. Okay. Anyways, you have to sign rules, and we must be safe. Yeah. Yes. So you, put that in there. <laughs> legally, you have to be safe. Okay. So you just talked about a real life survival situation, but I'm going to talk about the Oregon Trail, which is a card game where you put it on the ground and each card that you put, it forms a part of the trail and you have to do something at each part. This is a game that's come up in every DLG con I've been to. I don't know. I just said that out loud. I don't know if that's true or not. I think so. Um, it's been most. And the best part is when people die because you get to write their name on a little RIP thing and why they died. And I feel like this time when we played it at the most recent one, uh, Gummy died right away. And I died right away as well. 
Like oh. I've I've played this game for a whole three minutes. I was we came to a river. I said ford the river and I drowned. And I walked away and I don't know anything else about this game. So there's I have a few a cards in the deck that immediately kill you too. And I feel like every now and then someone will draw that early into the game. So yeah. That, yeah, that like a snake happen. bite is one of them, dysentery is one, and then like if you roll incorrectly and drown it is. But I have yeah. a theory. So I've been playing this game. I own this game, the Oregon Trail. And every time I've brought it out for people to play, the person that is the most enthusiastic about playing it, and it's typically the first time they're playing it, they die within like five minutes. <laughs> it's just the magic of the cards, right? Mm-hmm. So the trick is don't act too excited. <laughs> The yeah. cards are listening. <laughs> Emilio is pretty excited too, just in yeah. general. And yeah. Here's another thing. Uh that, that game shoulders that I taught you guys in the first um DLG con, you know, the the drinking game where you're touching your shoulders. Yes. The first time anyone ever plays that and they're super excited. Also, they're always the first one to throw up for sure. Although I feel like nobody threw up on that one. No, we're all hardy now. It's true. So well, come we to DLG Con. <laughs> come, to D- about it. come to dlg con and join us on some board games and we have cricket here playing a guitar what's what's happening i do want to throw this out here too we don't make money on this at all like uh everything we make we just like throw right back into it so whatever like we're not doing all these commercials or what, we just want to have a really good time bobby and i pay ourselves through dlg con basically um all the money that we make all year through the Patreon or Twitch, whatever, it, it all goes into this. And then this is how we pay ourselves. So, And I'm totally fine with it. If I get a fucking half-week vacation a with a bunch of gaming and laughing throughout the whole time, like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with that. And anyway, so this one, uh, so Cricket Soldier is wearing a Las Vegas hat. It was his first time in Vegas. And he has a plastic guitar that I believe is full full of alcohol, and it also you could also like play it, and uh, it lights up and stuff. And the reason I picked this one is because he was he's exactly at that trip. He was exactly what I need, like I would like everybody to be when they come out to DLG Con, because he's like whatever it is, I'm down. Whatever it is, and so we were like, wear this stupid hat. He's like, okay, wear this stupid guitar. Okay, take these shots. Yeah, let's do it. And out of his comfort zone. Um, Drown in the riptide. Yeah. Use me as yeah. a buoy. <laughs> use me as a buoy. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, boy. Uh, the guy's always lurking. Um, and he plays a bunch of games. Jeez. Uh, oh Bobby. God. Rocks. 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 Oh, so he rocks. Rocks? He brought rocks. He yeah, brought so rocks. Who? You're talking about last year's, right? SoCom. In Texas, yeah, yeah. how polished SoCom rocks, brought wa- yes. rocks and polished them. And like, yeah, yeah it was cool. And he his brought name. his drone. His name. Aaron. Okay. All right. His gaming name. SoCom. Oh, my God. Can we just complaining? <laughs> He's having <laughs> a so stroke. <laughs> no, SoCom like, uh, really came out of his comfort zone to go to the, the thing. Uh-huh. And uh, he really had a really good time afterwards. And he was like, you know, thank you for putting up with me because I'm really shy at first. And so it's like, dude, like everybody here is like got something going on. Let's just fucking have gamers. a good time, man. Yeah. yeah. Made a super yeah. large impression on you, Emilio. Yeah. For sure. Couldn't even, <laughs> couldn't even forget so his name. Couldn't even forget his name. All right. So this is a video game podcast. So I feel like we should hop and skippity do Don down over to On the Radar. 
which is games that have caught your guys' attention. So, Bobby, Humanity? What's that about? Humanity is a game that I saw on Steam, and it is hmm, it is a VR game. So, I don't know if it's for me, but it reminded me a lot of Lemmings. I don't know if anyone remembers Lemmings on Super Nintendo, Genesis. It's a puzzle game where you have Mm -hmm. these Lemmings running along and you have to do things like create bridges or little contraptions to move them along and get them to an area where, uh, get them to the finish line without dying. And humanity is like that, except you have people. Yeah, Lemmings was also on the PC too. Maybe you played it there, but for me, it was Super Nintendo. I I love this game. It was a it was a great game, man. And I'm surprised nobody has remade it. And this looks kind of like they're remaking it a little bit. I don't know. It's, uh, I can see some of the mechanics here. Like you, it is a, like a platformer <laughs> game like Lemmings was. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just glad somebody's trying to do another game like this because we need another Lemmings. And, yeah. it, you know, while we're on the topic, you know, that whole thing about Lemmings, like jumping off cliffs is completely false that's something disney made up in a documentary they pushed him off the ledge and said oh yeah they do this all the time <laughs> just to make the I documentary don't think that's true dude that's 100 hey, percent true, Nick, dude. i don't think that's they true. pushed they pushed them off i don't they put them true. on a thing and they it, it's a I little more complicated themselves well i don't know look it up no that's, they, that's they absolutely don't dude they, there's a document uh, or a documentary made by disney back in like i don't know the 50s or 60s called like uh, something the great white north or something to that effect um, and the, the lemmings, they migrate every year. Um, and they, they will jump down through areas, but they don't commit suicide. Um, so what these people did in Disney is they say, are you looking this up, Christian, so we can so I can get some backup here? They put them on this thing to spin them around and make them all dizzy. And then they kind of shoved them off to, um, to make it look like they were just all diving off the cliff and killing themselves <laughs> and some landing in the water. Yeah, dude, you can look it up. This is like a, a legit I'm happy thing. with both answers. Like both of them are incredible. You know what I mean? Let's Disney go with that. being evil or a stupid ass gene that makes things <laughs> kill themselves. True. Disney True. did fake lemming suicide for a nature documentary called White Wilderness. Okay, wow. but do they suicide other than that? Uh, um, we're going to uh, dead air I mean, into it while you're reading. I, this up. Yeah. Uh, All right. Do your own research on that. But uh, yeah, that's, no, that's a myth fun, that dude. lemmings. Yeah. It looks like you direct them with this like spirit dog. I imagine you're the spirit dog. Yeah, so I think the idea in this game humanity is that people are entering the afterlife or you've got to escort them to the afterlife. And it's this whole crowd of people, like all the people that are dying every day, I guess. And they just keep walking off ledges until you with this little spirit dog or wolf or whatever that is, guide them and tell them, no, you have to turn here or you have to jump here or you have to uh, do some things to make sure that they can get across these obstacles. You're their guardian doggy angel. That's cute. That's in really Spanish, cute. Uh, folklore, that would be an alebrije. That's huh. the spirit, spirit animals. Like in, um, in uh, Coco, the dog was an alebrije. Mm. Anyway, um, I might have one right here. It's somewhere. a cool concept because I like that too. Because like in Spirited Away, you're actually doing something similar too with that storyline, where like you're helping people cross into the other side, and that's a really like convenient way to explain somewhat of like a story while you're just having this lemmings thing going on. Like that makes sense, you know what I mean? You're kind of like a little Anubis bringing people cool to the underworld. That? Oh, that's I l- cute. I love it. This game looks yeah. awesome. Thanks for putting it on the radar, man. This looks sick. Also, lemmings are cute as fuck. I don't think I've ever actually seen one before. Yeah, I- like ferret type of creatures or like 
groundhog type tree? I don't know. They're beautiful. They, they kill themselves, so uh, <laughs> there's not a lot but to they, see. But they don't, though. That was I know, but they don't, though. It was, it was evil Disney. Yeah, right, evil Nick. Disney. You're all right. Bobby, is there anything else on humanity? Uh, no, that's going to be it for humanity games coming out May 16th. Okay. Who's next, Bobby? Oh, boy. Uh, we got to do the handoff thing. Well, let's hear about Mechabellum. Mecha uh, sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't it Mechabellum? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to. I left the Discord. Sorry, guys. Give me a second. A yeah, I guess it is Mechabellum. Um, so I might have fucked that up. That sounds really weird. Anyway, Mechabellum. Is that it? Let's click the link. What do we get? That's Mechabellum. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So um, this is an auto battler um, multiplayer online uh, where you go against other people. Uh, it's a like a strategy game, kind of like what we were playing. Um, the way, it was that game that we were all playing, me, Nick, Christian, Bobby, and then we all deleted it because it was too addictive. What was that game, Christian? Do you oh, uh, Legion TD2, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, So this is akin to that, but I think it's like pure PvP and it doesn't have a, a campaign. It does have a tutorial and the graphics are great and um, it the units are really fucking cool and, I mean, everything about this game looks great and the price tag is 12.99 oh dude it's like awesome it's like pre it's already bought well if i'm right now i'm in backlog mode and i'm gonna stay in backlog mode for a while but um had i not i would have bought this right away it's at um 500 reviews 91 percent people are really liking it they uh played their cards right they sent free uh units to a, a bunch of of streamers and they're all streaming it so you can see the game very well before you buy it but i mean at 12 bucks the risk is not very high it's an early access right now but to me it already looks like a full-fledged game um you play rounds right so you 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 position all about a big thing about auto auto battlers is the positioning so you position your troops and then they from there they they take over um, the only thing that you can do, I believe, is like um, when your main character, your hero character levels up, he gets an ability and then you'll be able to use an ability of theirs. But besides that, it's all which units you're buying, where you're putting them, and there's a lot of counterattacks. So I was watching streams of this and uh, this guy's like, oh, he has no anti-air. He's like, I'm going to hit him so hard with these air units. Because, you know, they had already played one round. He hit him with the air units, decimated this guy. And he's like, and then, he, you know, he's thinking out loud because he's streaming. And he's like, I know that he's going to up his air defense because I killed him with him so much. So now I'm going to, like, do a counter air attack or whatever. So at, at first it looks, I think it's easy to learn, difficult to master. And that's what we want out of every game, I feel like. And for, again, at 12 bucks, I'm almost going to buy this just to have it, you know. Like, it, it looks I, I awesome, super, dude. Yeah, it's a super solid game. It's Toy Soldiers, right? Yeah. So these yeah. tug of war games are so fun, Bobby. Weren't you looking for something PvP that was tug of war? That wasn't Legion TD two. I feel like I heard you talking about that. You were looking around. You tried the Star Wars one, but you just didn't find anything that tickled you. No, I like the Star Wars one, but it was a mobile game, and they had a lot of pay to win stuff in there. 
I would have, I would have loved it that if that game was, you know, proper PC release, but yeah, I don't know. This one looks all right. I, I still really like Legion TD too. I mean, I don't know why I quit playing that game. I might go back to it. Uh, I can't um, crack. It did seem, um, I'll say the big difference that I noticed Bobby is a couple things. One, the, the positioning seems to be more important because you can go, it's not just um, killing each other's troops. It's killing each other's power, uh, their, their towers in the background. You, you can win either way. You can d- kill all their troops or you can kill their power towers, tower powers, whatever, in the back. And, you know, kind of like a, like a MOBA. So you have two ways you, you can be, um, you know, subterfuge, come in from the rear, or you can uh, go with uh, a straight on battle and kill them that way. And then between the rounds, uh, both characters, I'm sorry, both players are offered the same perks, four perks that they can choose from. They're not going to pick the same, well, they might, but um, yeah, so that that randomizes, like you get a perk that automatically max levels one of your characters or something like that, and you can pick that one and put it into play. So um, it's more, you know the game rounds that we've been talking about? It's kind of like that, except for after each round, both players get to get a perk from the same selection pool. I want to play this right fucking now, dude. I'm also in (laughs) backlog mode, but it looks so good. Yeah. God damn. Wait, Amanda, have you ever tried any of these tug of war games? I have not. You're calling them tug of war? Yeah. Did I just make that up? I thought that's what they were. What are they called? Oh, auto battlers. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. It's like he took a term and just put a Canadian twist without like (laughs) a a decal battler. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well in in warcraft 3 custom games there was a lot of these type of uh you build a, a building that then continuously spawns units over the oh. course of 30 minutes and those were called tug of war games but this isn't oh. exactly that this is it seems like there's uh, actual turns that split the game up and yeah so maybe this is an auto battler and i'm still looking for that tug of war that isn't I in Warcraft. The uh, Warhammer, like, to- was it Warhammer Total War or something? Was a game that was a lot like this too, or technically is an Age of Empires considered part of this category? Then, if they're just auto fight mm. now, okay. The, the difference is um, in those the two games you just mentioned. They, you command the troops and tell them where to go. This one is you put them where you want. And then the game starts and that's it. You yeah. don't have any more control. And then at timed intervals, they send them out. But positioning was really important. And then there was three lanes. So you would play against three other people. And if someone was playing like orcs or whatever, then you knew you could counter them with like a race that had air. So it does sound like Warcraft 3 or Starcraft though. But me, the units continuously come out at predefined times and you don't wow. control. Like there's no micro. They just fight by themselves. Anyways. Yeah, I forget what that game was called. I wish I could remember it. I think it was Age of Wonders or something, but that's a real game too in real life. So, okay. Anything else on uh, Mecha? Just that it was Mecha Bellum. What do you got, Amanda? (laughs) Great, great transitions. (laughs) Tradition off that, dude. Love them. Yeah, well, to go off of that, like you were saying that this game looks incredibly beautiful, right? Another game that does look beautiful as well is Enshrouded, which is what I put on mine. It is a co-op survival crafting action rpgs up to 16 players i know bobby's gonna be one of them because they got his favorite fucking thing in it chopping down trees 
so you know he's going to be a part of it. <laughs> no, it's basically that you are this like flame born and you're supposed to be the last ember of hope. To be like real talk, the story actually kind of sounds <laughs> lame, but <laughs> it does look awesome. It looks beautiful. You're kind of taking this like um, over the shoulder point of view where you're having fights and the combat almost reminds me a little bit of Elder Scrolls Online just because you can utilize dodging and, and uh, blocking and different skills to fight bosses and to fight other people in this open world with all of your friends um which i think is just fantastic like the whole thing is that there's supposed to be this corruption fog this pestilence going through the land oh sorry uh going through the land and so you're crafting cities and building things with your friends and taking down all of these bosses and stuff and you're trying to find um all these fragments of a story to tell you about like how you got to this point and kind of what's going on actually under the surface in the world. So it sounds really kind of cool and neat to me. I see that you can do these things of like almost like a grappling hook and swing around. And there's elements of this that actually remind me kind of of Assassin's Creed in terms of like the movement and the fluidity of your movement. Like you can jump off of a cliff and then like ride this like parachute of an animal skin down. And that kind of does to me look very much like a beagle eagle's eye drop in like assassin's creed and shit like that and then like i said the the whole manipulation of the environment looks really great too where you're using like a mining pick obviously to mine but you are shaping kind of the world as well around you doing oh this looks awesome dude Mm -hmm. damn i think it looks beautiful to me this looks like an way upgraded valheim like uh, upgraded every way valheim yeah yeah what you guys are getting I'm getting a little bit. My only thing with this Whoa. is that first oh of all, my God. Hi, Nick. dude. Also, we hear all your fans, everything in the fucking background. But a hello, welcome. You guys, you guys hear all that shit? I don't. Okay, maybe it's just me. I do, but oh, all right. Well, I'll fix it. Um, it I think games like this, they either overpromise and underdeliver, or just like deliver later than release date. So way way to take everybody's happiness happiness out of you know, just <laughs> we were on the hype train and he's like hello I'm just a random brick wall enjoy because <laughs> it's it's games like this where everybody does what you guys are doing like oh my god we're gonna pre order it we're gonna play the beta and then it comes out and like all you can do is like chop down a tree and build a simple house god damn he's sitting there trying to sit there and and you know tell us and make us feel like bums but you know what if you really want to feel like you're a bum you should check out bum simulator right Emilio? what's that about <laughs> that was enshrouded and uh this is bum <laughs> simulator where you get to be a bum and so at first i'm taking a look at this and i'm like okay it's getting good reviews and it seems like kind of a troll game. And a lot of times in, on Steam, troll games do really well. They get a lot of upvotes just because like, they're so crazy. Goat but Simulator this, was great. Come on. Which one? Goat Simulator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, was top. I, I think that's supposed to be like actually a decent game. Or uh, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll be like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some, some games um, that did well. Just because it was a crazy idea more than it was a good game. But yeah, Go for Similar 1 probably was, yeah, it's a strong advocate. But then they got good, like Part 3 is supposed to be like a serious game. Anyway, um, Bum Simulator is um, that just that. You're like, I guess you used to be part of this company. They give you a lobotomy and then you wake up on the streets. And for some reason, your shopping cart can talk to you. And remind you about everything and how the world works and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, 
it doesn't look bad. The graphics aren't that bad. Um, you you can think do things like eventually get magical bum powers. <laughs> uh, you can do Molotovs. Uh, you can strap uh, fireworks to pigeons and train them to to like you see right there i just and saw it, that yeah that you could throw a person into a dumpster and then flick them off like <laughs> yeah, piss on crazy. them like jesus it's crazy um it, i think it's just like a fun a fun sandbox is what they built i don't i imagine the city is not as big as like a gta at all because you can every alley is what you can go back so you got to make sure you, you stay fed and um I think there's a bonus for drinking booze. You can make your own uh, your own hut <laughs> out of cardboard or whatever. And yeah, it's like a survival crafting for a homeless, super-powered person. You're enshrouded in poverty. Yeah, the reviews are like in the 90s, 80s and 90s. So... I, whether it's good or not, I know play at your own risk. I'm not going to say go go pick this up, but I think you'll chuckle. I'm thinking. How yeah. much is it? Uh, how much is it? It's nine dollars. It's half off right now, so nine dollars. Yeah. Nine dollars. Yeah. So that's Bum Simulator. Can't forget that. Uh, Nick, you don't. Do you have anything on the radar? I just check in with you. Uh, no radar for me. I've actually been playing a fuck ton of games this week, so not much to browse anything new. To be honest. All right, so um, bums have to deal with mice, and you have a game called Mouse. Yeah, I'm actually super excited about this game. Um, it it looks really fucking cool. This is a first-person shooter that is done in a very cartoony, very old-school Mickey Mouse kind of style um, with, like, a L.A. noir, like, gangster kind of spin on it. Like, I'm really excited to see if when you kill somebody, they're going to be like, nah, see? Like, that, I would lose my shit if they start doing that because that would be perfect in this kind of a game. You're running around, and it's very, like, Doom-esque of, like, a, a boomer shooter in a way, and you're shooting other mice <laughs> And there's all these different kinds of guns. You're supposed to be battling your way through a bunch of corrupt people. And it just, it looks so like clean and crisp for like a cartoon kind of first person shooter and like a boomer shooter. Um, it, it looks like it's super fucking fun. Um, it is single player. It's release date is to be announced. We don't know exactly when it's going to come out. Um, but I think that it looks fantastic. It it looks kind of like you're definitely shooting everywhere and not hitting anybody. So I'm curious if that's on purpose or if um, that's just something that they're going to work out. And so, I mean, I could see that actually being pretty funny, but they're still obviously in, devel- in development about it. Um, and so far they kind of say that some of the guns that you could get are like a revolver or a Tommy gun. You can have a hammer or some dynamite. And so you can take on enemies kind of any way that you want to. You can plan your attacks or just run through and like kill stuff. And so they do have it where like your weapons and abilities can become upgraded, um, which I think is neat. And so they kind of have like a way that you can upgrade through things and get power ups through like vending machines laying everywhere, but they're kind of doing it in very much of like a noir style uh cartoon i love the uh ice cube machine i i think that was an ice cube machine like you're telling this like really awesome passionate you're like this game is going to be sweet i love it and then there's emilio in the background scooping ice like loud as fuck dude <laughs> 
<laughs> Amanda, do you want to know what this uh, art style is called? Okay. Yeah, what is it? It's called Rubber Hose. I didn't know that until I had to uh, get a commission for our Movies on the DL mascot. Oh. It's called Rubber Hose. It's, I never knew that either. So like Cuphead. Yeah, like Cuphead. Exactly is a like good Cuphead. Example. Yeah, like yeah. It, this has definitely like a vibe of cut he- uh, Cuphead. Sorry about it. And yeah, I just I think it looks it, awesome. <laughs> it doesn't look I like they've finished the levels yet, but they've uh, they don't have any sort of release date or anything like that. I imagine if they don't even have the um, the levels built, it's probably going to be a while before it's released. Yeah, it looks Possibly. great though. So um, it looks good. Sam had uh, a suggestion for uh, games that did better because they're so crazy uh, was general jousting like oh that's yeah. a good one it's a fun game but it's not like a 90 where it's at or whatever it's just a bunch of cocks going in little buttholes so Pretty it did much. really well on steam climb your yeah. friends is another one like to, that's like that where you oh, just yeah, you're, yeah. you're just a no, bunch of dude, like i think mount mount your friends is incredible like i think it's so <laughs> you're like it's a work of art <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> so fun dude i would cry laughing when i play that game it's That's it's so stress inducing, dude. Oh dear. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you don't want to be the the one mounted. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Those are actual so... games, though. So I don't know. I, I I think what you're talking about is more like these grass simulators, or I think Bear Simulator might have been the one where people really. It was like a Kickstarter, and everybody donated a bunch of money. Like, oh, that's hilarious! You get to play as a bear, and then it was like a single developer, and he was like, he made all this money, and people were expecting like him to do something with it and he was just like nah that's the game man like <laughs> thanks for all the money but like i'm just one person developing the game i i want to say that was very simile simulator it could have been something else but i don't remember that one but no i it just mean things that get get extra upvotes for being, being an obscene an obscene idea yeah like, go- yeah. like remember goose simulator what was it called goose uh, game un- untitled, untitled goose game, goose game. Untitled, yeah. dude that shit was awesome yeah it was pretty cool. Uh, none of that is uh, Mouse, though. That's the game that I was talking about. The, <laughs> the uh, old L.A. Noir rubber hose style uh, shooter. And so check that out, uh, I guess, whenever they do release that stuff to be talked about. We don't know the release date. The release date is quite unseen. And speaking of that, you know, you don't want to be chasing mm-hmm. for too long. So, Bobby, tell me a little bit about Chasing the Unseen. Uh, Chasing the Unseen is a puzzle platformer game that also does not have a release date. But when I saw this game, it looked a lot like Shadow of the Colossus. There's these giant creatures and you're climbing up them. However, in Shadow of the Colossus, you're fighting them and eventually killing them. This appears to be just a a puzzle platformer game. What are you trying to do? Tickle their balls? Like, Why are you climbing them? Uh, I don't know. You're going to climb up there and say hi, I guess. It says, climb colossal (laughs) creatures, explore otherworldly landscapes, and find what you have been seeking. Yeah, if you read the Steam page, there's like a bunch of um, references to like seeking some sort of hidden truth or something like that. I don't know. This game looks like it's developed on kind of a low budget. It doesn't seem anywhere near AAA, but it's kind of an interesting idea. And Shadow of the Colossus was such a huge game back in the day, and I'm sure there's been other clones out there, but I I wasn't really aware of them because I never – I think those were strictly um, console games. So I'm kind of not aware of any 
any new Shadow of the Colossus type games that had come out. I, it's one of those gaming mysteries. I don't know why somebody hasn't tried to do it again. You know, there might be like a place in, you know, God of War might have one, one boss that you have to climb up and then ultimately defeat or something. But as far as making a whole game where you're giant, you're fighting these enormous things with just like a little sword and a little, a little bow and arrow. It, I don't think it's been done again. It's pretty impressive. Um, that we, Oh, man. Maybe three months ago, there was a Souls-like that came out. All right, we talked about it briefly, and it was really impressive looking. And there was a boss in there where like, you have to climb up and kill it. And But yeah, making a whole game, uh, I don't think it's been done. I mean, it might have, but I don't know. Shadow of the Colossus type type stuff yeah, yeah i don't think there's been another one hmm. and it was a commercial success i don't you know people you love big things to... people love climbing shit yeah yeah that is true all right well that's going to be it for on the radar i guess we're going to move right into highlights here um why doesn't somebody else kick it off here because it looks like you guys have got a lot to talk about amelia you got like three things man tell us about the street lights three things Straight lights. So uh, John John doesn't come with the recommendations very often. Like maybe four times a year he'll be like, you got to play this. And um, one of those was Returnal. And that is my just about locked in game of the year. Oh, by the way, I got Chad turned onto it and he is hooked as well. Uh, Nick, have you tried it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put about four hours into it. And that was it for you, huh? Um, it's, it's a nice game. To be honest, Darkest Dungeons is better. Okay. We'll hear more about that later. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. We'll hear about that later. So he's like, I bought Straight Lights. Um, it's a great game. People are only downloading it because it's only three hours long. And I was like, okay. So I started playing it and I got about an hour into it and, because it's $30 for a three and a half hour game, you know? So you can see how people get, get upset. But, um, you know, I played it off his account. And I, I don't share his enthusiasm. It has some, not original ideas, but like it, it puts a real emphasis on parrying and um, you and lights, obviously. You play in this like ethereal realm. It, there's no rules or it's not a regular world. It's just this kind of like dreamscape that you're, you're born out of light and all of that is really cool. And you come out and then your first, either the tutorial is you as this like ember fighting this like shadow creature and that tore off half of your soul and you kill it. And then after that, you are, you have a duality. You have blue and red and you play throughout the game as blue and red. And um, you can switch as whenever you want and when you parry, you can counter, they attack in blue and red. And if you counter in blue while you're blue, not only do you heal, but you also do damage to the enemy. So it's kind of like a rhythm game or it has rhythm parts to it. So you, and what's funny is like in the tutorial, maybe I glossed over it. I didn't know that I had an auto attack that I could just punch. So I was just killing everything by parrying and uh, 
it's fun. You know, you're switching back and forth when you're just watching them because there's there's no set. Their combos, their physical combos are set, but the colors that they are are random while they do that combo. So you can't ever like memorize what they're gonna do. You uh, color wise, you can memorize the physical part of it. So, um, after I killed like the second boss, I was like, "Oh, I can attack!" But at that point, I was like, "Attacking is inferior to just parrying." So I just parried the rest of the way, and I thought it was okay. Um, the graphics were okay. The I, I do like when stories are just gestures and like what's going on. Visually, I, I do like that, like uh, um, the Microsoft game where, geez, I can't remember the name of it. It was really hard. It was a platformer. Uh, anyway, when no, nobody talks, there's no dialogue. And, you know, it's just through gestures and, and emotions. And that's what how this game does. And um, I had an okay time with it. I definitely cannot recommend for $30 for three and a half hours. And, you know, I was running into, not bugs, but just like beginner developer issues. Just like, you know, a, a ledge that doesn't work and collision into geometry that's not there and stuff. It You know, it was playing like a, yeah, like somebody's first game. And it might be. And I did not like the price point for where that, that should have been like a $15 game tops. So that's where I'm at with Strayed Lights. I'm looking at the reviews on their Steam page. First of all, does do the reviews show up on everybody, everybody's uh, screen when they view the Steam page, or is it just because I have augmented Steam, the extension running? I'm not. What sure. What do you mean, Bobby? Like, uh, I have to scroll, scroll down, down to get to it. Yeah, yeah. If you scroll down, there's a section called reviews. I, I think that's just in on the Steam page by default. Yeah, it is. Okay, I, I'm always kind of surprised at some of the reviews that developers choose to include here. I, I don't know. Maybe they don't get a choice. Maybe they, this gets thrown. I don't on think the they get to, dude. Yeah, I don't think they get a choice. No. Yeah, that would be pretty interesting if they got yeah, a choice. I think there's probably some sort of. Um... Wait, sorry the the reviews. I, I'm sorry. The reviews from I, Open I, Critic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they oh. they get to choose those. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm not talking about the 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 player the user reviews. reviews. I'm talking about yeah. the ones from uh, gaming outlets. Yeah. So, like the bottom one from God is a Geek. It's a seven out of ten. And it says, for a game designed by a relatively small indie studio, Straight Lights is more than com- uh, more than competent in terms of gameplay and combat. That doesn't seem that impressive to me. Your game yeah. is competent. <laughs> That's yeah. That sounds like mm, I give you a C minus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's a strong yeah, it's, C minus. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't if I had a game like I wouldn't really want that. <laughs> maybe these guys there has to be a better review than that maybe these guys know what they have and they're just proud to finally get it out there and see people enjoying it i don't know i think it's kind of cool that they've included something that's I, I i think what i don't like to see is when the game includes quotes way out of context that make it sound mm. awesome but then you read the actual review and the review was less than off i feel like that is sketchy so yeah. when you see it, it's like revolutionary for its time a new <laughs> yeah. a new genre that and it's like bro this is pac-man but upside down shut up <laughs> but, <laughs> but no yeah i, I know yeah. exactly what you guys are talking about it's nice to see some real like shit that the developer has decided to put it up on the review area well a lot of them bucks. do that I, i've i've seen a lot of pages where there's these reviews that are 
I've seen them as low. I want to say is like six and a half posted on their steam page. And it's like, man, usually you try to sell people on the game <laughs> on the steam page, but well, what's six and a half to one person might be an eight or a nine to someone. else. I mean, with these review scores too, there's a seven, there's a nine, there's an eight. So I don't know. Yeah. There's a four out of five. Four out of five. Out of a hundred. That's Bobby. <laughs> better seven out of ten. If if you have the same memory, um, Darkest Dungeon released at twenty dollars in early access. Is that right? The first one or the second one? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, I want to say it was twenty bucks. Yeah, I want to say it was twenty dollars. And um, now the second one is coming out at forty dollars, Nick. Yep. But it's a you, way longer game. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know, dude. Uh, so anyway, you know. You've been playing it. And so what do you think so far? So my birthday was on the 11th. And Leslie was like, hey, man, I'm going to take the I'm gonna take Vivian. And you can have the house to yourself and really do whatever you want. And I was browsing my games. I'm like, dude, there's a lot of shit that I have that I've either played or halfway played. I want to start something new. What do I have installed that I could just play right away? And I had Darkest Dungeon 2. I'm like, I love the first game. Put a lot of hours into it. Let's try this out. Uh, and it just got its 1.0 release, I believe, like two weeks ago. Boy, this game has a lot of content. So it's the same concept of the first game. It's turn-based, position-based combat. It's four, your squad of four versus whatever you guys are fighting, right? Um, the first game really explores the world that you're playing in, like, and why your characters are kind of doing what they're doing, but it doesn't explore your character's backstories. Um, and you as a player are a character as well. Um, you start off in this game as the apprentice or like the best student of the narrator. Um, and he kind of narrates the whole game and he even narrates your fights. And like, if you miss, he's like an opportune opportunity of misfortune has a Based upon you. Like it's like these really cool, like quotes that he has. Um, there's way more combat mechanics now, as far as like, um, like effects and like buffs and debuffs and things like that. Uh, you can unlock all the characters after your like maybe third run or second run, a run can last anywhere between like 20 minutes to like an hour and a half. Um, so the game is also broken, broken into five sections. Um, you're dealing with the five, uh, like aspects of sin, I guess you can say. So like the first, or the first one is called denial. Um, and I can't remember what the second one is called. I just unlocked it last night and I went to bed as soon as I locked it, unlocked it. Cause I knew if I got started, I want to play like another fucking five hours. Um, but what's awesome. My favorite part about the game is that every character to make them better, you have to explore their backstory. Um, and what it does is that there's these bells that when you go on your adventure, um, you find these bells in the road and you interact with them with your characters. Now, if you do it too many times with the same character, your other characters become jealous and they'll start to like even stab or attack your characters throughout your run. If you keep doing it with the same one, um, one main difference that I did not mention in this game compared to the first one, if you love the first one, this game's adventure mode is you have a stage coach and your stage coach is like your, your, uh, base on wheels. It ends up being like your stage coach can have like a flapjack counter where they make pancakes and pancakes can be eaten for like five health. If you stop at an inn, 
there's also like a phylactery where you can like, uh, you know, make all the other kind of shit, but your stagecoach ends up being like a character as well. Essentially. Um, you can decide to take the light of like, you know, um, solitude or whatever they call it. Really. It's just like purity and attach it to your, attach it to your, uh, your stagecoach. But the thing is that item slot is now locked to that just one effect. And there's plenty of benefits of not doing it. And there's a lot of benefits of doing it as well. Um, to say that this game has expanded on the first one, uh, that's an understatement. Um, I love the character design, the new animations, the detail that's now been put into the games. The biomes are really cool. There's a biome. It's one of the first biomes you can get into. It's essentially um, an academic city and everyone's burning their books. And so the whole city's on fire and uh, everything you fight is fire-based everything. And like, it, it's really interesting. And then the, the second, um, the second biome is like this grassy zombie biome where all the zombies are like made out of trees and stuff like that. It's really gross. Um, and that's a big theme in this game is just like disturbing, grim, dark shit. Um, so yeah. Big fan. It sounds like big. Thing. Yeah. Huge fan. Um, it's not, it's not, there's not many games where when I start playing it, I can put in about four hours straight. Yeah. Um, and not because of a time crunch, but because I like it so much. Did you name your characters yeah. after us, Nick, your best friends? Did you? Uh, what sucks is every time your journey ends, which is going to happen a lot, it's a roguelike, uh, you die a shit ton. Um, but yes, I, I, every time I start a new journey, you have to rename your characters and so I'll name him after you guys. I'll name him some after my friends in California. I'll name him after like Leslie, like Aww. all kinds of stuff. So it's pretty That's cool. That's cute. You like us. I do, I do the same, but for my Sims. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you which one I take the, uh, the ladder away from in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby. Did, it's Bobby. Um, did he mention anything that you hadn't played in the beta? Well, it sounds like you've played more, uh, a lot more than I have. Um, I'm just kind of surprised at not the negative reviews that it's getting. Uh, yeah, I guess the negative reviews that that some people are giving it. It's sitting at around a 75% on uh, on Steam. Compare that to the first game, which is probably somewhere around 90. Um, it seemed like a lot of people just didn't really appreciate this game. I liked it. I found it a little overwhelming. There are a lot more mechanics in the first one. Um, that was a bit much when I started playing it. Um, but, uh, you know, you play enough of the game that that eventually doesn't, it's no longer an issue. Um, I really think, I, I've been saying this since the beginning, I think, you know, this developer takes risks. And when you do something new or or off the beaten path, which, uh, by the way, it, all the kudos in the world to don't don't make a sequel that's just a DLC. Like, do something completely different. Well, they made DLC. They had three of them. For, what I'm uh, saying is Darkest they Dungeon. didn't make a third DLC and call it Darkest Dungeon 2. They, you know, took some of their formula, remixed it up, put some other cranberries in there, spice it up with some pickles, and then now you have this like other thing. And I, I do think that it's gonna like take a little while for people to warm up to it. Um in general. 
I, I'm dying to play it, but $40, like I said, I'm in backlog mode. So I'm just going to, backlog mode is great because you save a ton of money and then you just play things when they come on sale. Yeah, Unfortunately, dude, I've been I can't in be backlog mode for years. <laughs> What's that? I've been in backlog mode for years. You're so happy, timing. dude. Look how happy he is. is. 73. I mean, it's, it's great, timing, man. You, you could get stuck there. Let me. I'm, that's what I'm saying. You're like, you think it's a temporary thing, man? This could just be your new new lifestyle. <laughs> like, well, totally. All of a sudden, you uh, realize, man, why am I why am I buying every single new game that comes out and not playing half of them? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely a big change when you're like, man, I got all these fucking games and like half of them I haven't even complete completed. Yeah, and now uh, and you and you like them. So. Yeah, you done with Darkest Dungeon, Nick. Um, I think the last thing I'll say is I think Emilio is really accurate and is in a statement regarding reviews and stuff. Um, the first game got tepid reviews when it first dropped and after a couple of patches and after a couple of combat tweaks and stuff, it started getting better reviews. I honestly just think the only thing that's getting people to have bad reviews with this game is they don't, they don't realize that you are supposed to lose. Um, I have a friend. Yeah. I have a friend who loves loves like creepy games like this. He loves like stuff based on the occult. He loves um, like turn based combat. Like this, this is the game for him. The one thing that he fucking hates is Red losing. Rolex, yeah. He hates losing, and so when it's like, dude, like I only got one run where I beat the boss out of like twenty runs, he'll go crazy. And I think that's the same thing for other people. And yeah. I'm I'm that way. I cannot stand that. It drives yeah. me nuts. That's why I couldn't get into Returnal so much because every time you die at the start in the beginning, and that shit makes me mad. <laughs> what's What's interesting about this one is that you don't have to start in the beginning every time. Once you unlock the second chapter, you can continue from there. That's how um, Returnal is too. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just I say think that's why they have time a higher sink. price point to forty dollars because you could potentially get a lot more hours out of this game than the first one. Yeah, um, but it's doing the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's just roguelikes. There's a lot of repetition. Yeah. There's yeah, there's a lot. That's why Binding of Isaac is so good. <laughs> like, man, it's you, it's all the repeti- repetition. I feel like just yeah. way more shit. I feel like my life's I mean, a roguelike. You know, I do the same <laughs> thing every day. Just wake up every day, yeah. live, die, repeat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I die at the end. <laughs> uh, you guys don't. You guys don't die at the end of your day. <laughs> nope. <laughs> She murders you every time. No, nope, but I, I, uh, I God, level up my PMC, a roguelike man. Movie. It'd be so a fun. roguelike movie? Wow. Wait, don't tell anyone. They're going to steal it. It's too good. Yeah. We'll have to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Is, <laughs> has that been made a thousand <laughs> times with Tom Cruise in what, it? What do you do? What do you do with edits? Clap so they know when to edit. Clap sync? I just like seeing you clap, dude. I think you should do it a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do it like an ape. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All the. Every. Noise with hands. Every brain cell is. <laughs> monkey. Trying to connect Jeez. these two hands. Sorry, that was a little rude. Okay. Uh, who are you passing uh, the stick to there, Nick? I think I want to hear Bobby talk about Diablo 4. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Diablo 4. Server Slam. Is it out? Server Slam. Server Slam. What's that? Is it out and I missed it? No, no, no. it's not It comes out, out uh, June 6th. Okay. Um, but they had another open beta, which they called the Server Slam because they were trying to test you know, stress test everything before they go live, which is a very smart thing to do. Um, How many times has a game launched and it just doesn't have enough servers and people can't get in? Yeah. Diablo three had that problem. Um, 
for six New days. Had that problem. You, you think like, oh, because it's Amazon or oh, because it's Blizzard, they're going to have it under control. No. Nah. Um, so the, it, it's good that they're doing this. And I will say technically, no issues whatsoever. No queue times, no problem getting in. It's looking real good for launch here. Um, it's some minor it? stuttering issues when I, when I was playing, but, um, uh, other than that, it was, it was perfectly fine. Although I will say I launched the game and it said, Oh, you can't play this. Like I got a windows air message that said, your drivers are out of date. You need to update before you play this. And I'm like, my drivers are maybe a month old. Like I haven't had the most recent ones that NVIDIA has pushed out. So it was very picky about drivers. Uh, but I updated and then I started playing. How dare fun. you insult my drivers? My, I, I only, <laughs> me and my I have premium drivers. Well, have you ever played I a game that said, no, you can't play this without drivers. new drivers, without never new drivers in my goddamn life. Old, and this game will not launch if you don't update your drivers. I've never had that experience before. I, I've had the experience with games where uh, they don't run very well on, uh, unless I get like the game ready drivers or whatever, yeah. but I've never had a game like pop up with a little windows like, message. You. Yeah. Fuck you. Go do some work and then come back to me and then we'll have some fun. Yeah. So that was odd, but you know, once I got into the game, it was good. I actually, I, I watched a cutscene, which is very unlike me. I watched the first one, and then every now and then I'd get Whoa. sucked into another one. But for the Did most you... part, you know, I do my usual thing and skip things. They are very good. Of course, it's Blizzard and graphics. Of course. They look, they look great. Wait, wait are you but talking also, about the cinematic or the cutscene? I'm talking about the cinematic. Is there a difference? So the cinematic is like CGI generated, and it uses like full-on like pixar yeah, level animation yeah. is it the one where they go through the gate and then there's like zombies and shit and then the one guy gets like crucified yeah they all get split up and their guts come out yeah and it yeah, yeah yeah that's that's a cinematic <laughs> yeah well i mean i don't know if there's really much of a difference there are you to what's then what's a cutscene then like an indie cutscene cut where dialogue is happening between two characters between two characters that you're playing yeah um, the other thing is that in, in Diablo, they do this really interesting thing where now all cutscenes are rendered in game. And then you realize how fucking detailed all the models are because it does this thing where it like pans away from your character's face and it goes into like the Diablo camera mode. Um, and it, it's like there's it's seamless. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't I skipped a lot of those. But yeah, anyway, cutscene, cinematic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the first one I, I did watch, and I was pretty impressed because it really sets the tone. And everybody has already said this, that this new Diablo game is, you know, serious, right? It's for adults. It's more horror, uh, like more of a horror style. Um, and it almost, especially that first cinematic was, it, it almost reminded me a little bit of Hellraiser almost. It had this like really dark... Um, like diabolical, uh, uh, evil, uh, feeling to it with, uh, like Diablo being born and like being spawned from like the guts of these three people that ventured into this base or this, uh, like tomb or shrine or whatever. Um, so, I mean, it was pretty cool. Uh, there's still way too much of it and I skipped most of it. Maybe when I actually play the game, I'll pay attention to that. I don't know. That's uh, maybe. Then I started actually playing the actual game and I realized how much I hate dungeon crawlers. I kind of forgot for a half second there that I can't stand these types of games. Um, can't it's stand. Just all, Meanwhile, can't you, stand played, you played season after season after season of Diablo 3. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Here's the difference. Okay. All so, right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. This is my concern. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think I've read this or heard this from people who've been playing it that 
Diablo is trying to go back to more of a skill shot oriented. What, what is that? Suckling. Sorry, Sorry that was that was my, my bad. Why did I'm you suck? Couple, Why did you suck like that? I thought I had something in my tooth. I'm sorry. <laughs> or something in between so my teeth. I thought I clicked the mute button. My oh, bad. It, it, there's a dichotomy between his mic, which is the cutest, and his sounds, which are the worst. You know what I mean? Like, He's got a whole Beauty mic. and the Beast going on there. Yeah, he does. I like all his sounds except for the suckling. I don't want to hear that one again. <laughs> suckling? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that, dude. It wasn't like that. That was a real piece of food that moved through. I sensed it. Oh, boy. Sorry, Bobby. Keep going. Totally Bobby's about to kill what was, somebody. What was I even saying? Oh my you don't God. like that? You hate, you, hate you hate this hate game. You hate this fucking but game. After that. No, no. Okay, so I, I went back and forth on it. So I, I think people are saying that this... Diablo 4 is going to be less like Diablo 3, not only in the tone, but also in the gameplay where it's supposed to be more skill shot oriented and less of you just plowing through waves and waves of enemies, kind of surfing on that river of blood there. Where that you sounds just like, like a positive. It sounds like it, but I don't know. I played the game and it... I don't know. Maybe it's because I played the Barbarian too. I don't know if that's the best player to play like this, but I don't know if I really want, like they have the dodge move and they, there are some abilities that you have to aim and land correctly. And of course uh, this is early on in the game. So you, you do have to grind a little bit more. It's not like Diablo three where you can just, you know, get to the top level very quickly. You just tag along with some other people and they just carry you through these high level, uh, high, high levels. And then you just get all this XP. Um, I, I think Diablo three, eventually Blizzard realized the reason that everybody played that game is just because they like to watch their damage numbers go up and up and up. They liked the, they like managing the inventory, upgrading their gear, grinding for like shards to slot, slot the gear. You know, that's, I, I feel like the real reason a lot of people play these games or keep playing them. You know, you always have those people who play like the the campaign and they're, they're done with it. But the people who keep coming back to that game, they're doing the hardcore grinding. Um, and I feel like they kind of focused on that more in Diablo three and catered to that side. And that's actually what I really enjoyed. It sounds terrible. Like it sounds like, oh, that's like not good gameplay or like yeah it sounds like you're asking for a time wasting mechanic yeah exactly but that's what everybody wants and so blizzard Mm -hmm. gave it to them and everybody ate it up and loved diablo 3 at least in its final form and i feel like diablo 4 they're trying to go back to like the old way where it's like oh we're gonna make it skill shot based and more like a game and it's just it's so hard to make that work with a dungeon crawler because you're just clicking around on different things and like i even tried doing things like i play in hots you know when i stutter step and attack um, that didn't seem to be too effective. The boss fights are really tough. So I don't know. It, it, I, I only got to like level, what, 20 or something. So I don't know if this is an accurate depiction of the entire game. But with Diablo 3, like you basically just level up to whatever the cap was. And then you start doing your Nephilim riffs, uh, riffs and then you just go whatever towards whatever gear set you're trying to get. And that's the game right there. And, and people liked it. We'll see what happens with with Diablo four, but I don't know. I, I don't know if people are going to stick with it as much if they, if they go a different route than that. Yeah. I up, up the difficulty, lower the time and see if people are still just as interested. Yeah. 
Well, I'm sure people, everyone's going to play this game at launch, like yeah. no doubt. But I mean, are people going to still yeah. be playing it Amanda, after? Amanda, you in? is the real question. Who? Amanda, are you in? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm in. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's pre-ordered. I played, um, I played like the first beta and was like, yep, I like this. I'm going to put it away and I can't wait for it to come out and I it get looks... the full game. That's how I did it with uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Same thing. You know, it's really, you know, it's what interesting. Like it, Amanda, just curious. Mm, if I can do a druid or necromancer, I will. I did miss that weekend to try those because they did oh, they that. Nerfed like, the necromancers, years. which they, they needed to. I heard yeah, the necromancers. Yeah. So there was a tier list on icy, icy veins that I looked at, and you can't always trust these things. But they said um, necromancers are still up at the top. Uh, barbs are at the very bottom. Druid just above them. Then rogue, then necromancer, and then what's the last class? Wizard. Or wizard, so sorry. Wizard. yeah, magic man. Okay, so I don't know. That's what, <laughs> that's what they're saying. Guy on the corner with change. sparklers, or magic woman. Okay, you can play yeah. as both. Magic. Um, I. You know what's nice about these server slams, besides the fact that they're fucking called server slams, <laughs> um, is that they actually reward people for doing them. They should, so like, yeah, yeah. So like right now, you get an exclusive mount. Um, if you get to level 20, I believe, and then cl- uh, clear the world boss on any tier, um, which even the word world boss in Diablo is quite a funky thing to think of, uh, to think of more than four players on the screen is going to be pretty interesting. So, yeah. And that wasn't, we got some of that in the beta. I, I did. I don't know if you guys did, but it was like this bright red circle on the map and we ran over and all these people were like taking down this like boss yeah there's a, there's world was, events that happen sporadically throughout i thought the it was map. pretty sweet what yeah I what's do, crazy I, I do like that i think it's so i think it's going to be a good game no matter what you know it's just I, i'm not sure what the future of it's going to look like i just hope that um it has the end game that diablo 3 did bobby i think blizzard's going to be just fine so financially, I'm sure they're going to be they're going to do all right here. Yeah. Um, I I have no when interest are you buy in the this, cosmetics. I, I'm very curious. Are you going to? When am I actually going to purchase it? 70? Yeah, because I haven't bought it yet. Uh, yeah. I was going to buy it today, but honestly, I'm not going to pre-purchase because there's no reason for me to. I don't yeah, care about any no of the cosmetics. To. I don't. I'm not yeah. going to get the the battle pass. They don't even have a cool name for it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, there's no reason. There's zero reason for me to pre-purchase. And why? Am I going to get the Blizzard Blast? Oh, the Blizzard Blast. Hey. Should be the highway to hell. Oh, damn. Uh, Ooh. Blast, yeah. Someone hire Emilio at Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tag says server slam <laughs> sounds like nerd wrestling in chat. I think I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Diablo 4 coming out June 6th. So I've got plenty of time to purchase it. Um, so was Chad right? Did you like Breath's Edge, Amelia? I did. I didn't. I didn't love it because he was like, I think this game was tailor made for you. But what he doesn't know about me is or forgot about me is I don't like crafting games. I don't like let me take these eight items and make a furnace. So then I could take these 16 items to make a stick so that I can make that stick uh, a spatula for the furnace. Like, like you get me just, excited. All of that does not. It's hot and heavy. Does not, it doesn't, Those are turn it doesn't on doesn't talk. Do any, <laughs> yeah. great. It doesn't yeah. do anything for me at all. Um, 
But other than that, so I really okay enjoyed with chopping it. down trees, just not what you do with the trees once you chop them down. Yeah. It sounds like, okay. I will say there's no trees to be chopped here. And everything that you source, like source materials, come from like things that you would think that they do come from, which is pretty cool. Like when you need copper, you go pull wires out of the side of a... So the whole story is you're on this giant like space liner and you were going to go take your father to go get buried somewhere. And the whole thing blows up and the only thing left is your capsule with oxygen. Your No, your dad's not in there. And uh, like this like a 3D printer. So your whole thing, it's subnautica in space. You go out and you get like uh, these blueprints and then you put them in the 3D printer and it tells you, hey, go get this, 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 and this, and you'll be able to make this other thing. And um, I, there are parts I really like. I mean, for a crafting survival, I really enjoyed it. Um, because there's this whole thing, the breath's edge. You're always worried about oxygen constantly. Um, so you get out, you get to forage for about 45 seconds and you get, to, you have to go back and then you get whatever you had and you, you apply it to whatever blueprints you had. And that's, that's the game cycle. But then you eventually get to some like oxygen balloon that I built. And I was so proud when I put out my first oxygen balloon because you, you you put it out and it stays there and you come back to it and you now have extended the range of your self really. And so you're putting out these nodes, but these nodes are not hardwired. Like you have to put this oxygen balloon here. No, it's up to you completely. Like you can, go in the wrong direction and just put an oxygen balloon where you're not supposed to go and just explore that whole area. And while you're there, you're going to get the components to make another oxygen balloon. It's not, it doesn't matter. Like you're eventually going to get everything you need, but like, whatever, man, like, cool. Let me go this other way and get a little bit more story out of this. And there is a story like this thing blew up regardless of the spaceship blowing up there were murders on the site like you're finding murders Whoa. that happened and so like people are killed and <laughs> the whole game is a joke like it's joking with you the entire time it's like russian propaganda like uh cosmonaut ridiculousness you have this chicken that you inherited that's immortal throughout so you use that as like duct tape and stuff you're trying to like use the chicken for whatever you can um wait that that and, that that's true wait that doesn't line Shit. up with the graphics or what i expected at all that's weird yeah, dude yeah, oh yeah. cool you see the chicken on his back that's a real chicken man that's a immortal oh, that's chicken hilarious. okay yeah, yeah immortal it, chicken it, for for re for some reason it's been you know passed down throughout the generation and won't die um you craft thing at, at some point you can't go like the story won't progress unless you make this thing and this thing is called mm. like the developers it's called the developers bullshit thing you need to build and like you build it and it's just like this stupid cock and balls 
thing made of duct tape and metal and it looks like cock and balls and you built it and you're like good now you made it now you can go on to the story it's basically just like a resource <laughs> and i did not feel like this these fuckers and i was like oh that's hilarious like i made a big cock and balls um and then you keep playing i don't know like do you give I, I like that it. to the cock that's on your back <laughs> no, it hasn't. those cocks are completely unrelated. Totally different cocks. cocks. Yeah. Okay, one is in your hands and the other's on your back. Got it. There's a cock block right in between the cocks, and so they're unrelated. It's your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but yeah, it it's yeah, no subnautica in space with cocks immense amount Sorry. of comedy. Sorry, Sorry. comedy yeah. uh, like. It's the kind of comedy that I like where they're just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, mm. The entire time you're there, the only person emailing you is like porn sites, like trying to get you to sign oh, that's up. That's hilarious. But it's obviously the AI that blew up the ship. Like, it's obvious. They're like, maybe you should stop trying to stop breathing and it'll be erotic. <laughs> you know? It'll be erotic and I have big tits. Wait, that's... You know? It'll. <laughs> Stupid. It's saying these things the entire time that you're playing the game. Uh, um, I didn't expect this game to be that, like, I'm interested. It has, like, a, yeah. a unique pull. I didn't, yeah, Cox. Who knew? Yeah, it, it's free, it's it was it's free on Epic. Personality. I don't know if it still is free on Epic, but um, I'm glad I picked it up. I don't know how much more I'll continue just because, like I said, taking this stuff and making this thing and using that thing until it breaks and then having to go get that stuff again just seems crazy to me. I, I don't know why you would put like uh, durability on an item. I I don't know why. I guess maybe go. It's go the survival space part. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's not for me. But I'm seeing that it's also on Game Pass. So that's cool. That's good. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. It's uh, risk free. Nice. Yeah, nice. Nice. I need to hear about Cassette Beast because I bought it for you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm i excited about this one. So, like, all right, Cassette Beast is, to me, kind of like a really wonderful Pokemon clone. Um, it is an open-world RPG. You basically collect these monsters to use in turn-based battles um, against other ones. But the way that they kind of do it is really fascinating. You have, like, a cassette player, and you load up a monster as a cassette into it. And you have, like, an A-side and a B-side for the monsters that you have. And you transform into that monster to fight, which I think is kind of an interesting thing that's obviously different than Pokemon. Um, it has 97% overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. It's 20 bucks, And so far from what I'm playing, it is very fun. Um, I'm definitely enjoying it. And it looks like you can do this thing where you can combine two monsters as like a musical fusion to fight. So there's this whole like Transformers element to it in a way. And it just it it feels and it reminds me in a sense so far of the feeling that I got when I played Stardew Valley, which was like it's new enough that it's a pole and it's really fascinating, but it's nostalgic enough because it's bringing me back to Harvest Moon. I'm getting that kind of same feeling playing this with Pokemon. And in a very Pokemon-like fashion, they absolutely have all these different cassette beasts and their types. There's like poison and plastic and metal and 
earth and air and plant, like all the same stuff as Pokemon and also very similar to Pokemon. They have like the dumbest fucking names for them. There's like Carniviper, which yeah, is a snake. Wow. Shocking. It's pretty cool, man. It is cool. <laughs> it's And they have Traffic Crab, which is just like a crab hiding underneath a traffic cone. Like, you know, you know, you know what it's like. It's just like with Pokemon, like it's goofy, but it's, it's so much fun. And I'm definitely enjoying myself playing this so far. I just, I feel like this would be just absolutely primo on a steam deck though like my only complaint so far playing this is i'm like god damn it i wish i was playing this on my switch like instead of pc because it does feel a little awkward it's definitely kind of designed for like a handheld kind of like pokemon was uh in my opinion so far but it's not a big deal like it's not like game breaking or anything like that so i'm looking forward to checking this out a lot more i mean as someone who probably knows more about pokemon than the other two combined or three. Um, this seems fucking badass. It is badass, dude. And it's bringing me back to Pokemon. Like I said, it's awesome. Dude, Raw Fury has been making um, some fucking bangers lately. They've been publishing some really great it, games. What'd you say, Amelia? Dome Keeper. Oh, yeah. You love Gun Dome Keeper, right? Yeah. Dome Keeper, Kingdom Two Crowns, Townscaper. They also had this. Uh, oh, Sable was great, too. Yeah. Actually, like, as well. these guys are picking up. Like really good games. Uh, sorry, that's mm-hmm. just a quick aside, but I've been seeing Raw Fury around. I have to give them a shout out. Wait, that's the publisher or the developer? The publisher, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Bad they've been North picking up good well. stuff. They got a good that. eye. Yeah, yeah. And cassette beasts are no different than that. Like it's, it seems to be a lot of fun so far, and I'm really enjoying it. And like I said, it's just really kind of great to get such a fresh take on nostalgia. I mean, you know, and, and I mean, you know, Emilio, the nostalgia. Speaking of that, man, fucking TF2. Tell me about that. TF2, there's nothing new I'm going to say about this game. Like, everybody knows what it is. Uh, Bobby, I was curious, though, Bobby, like, at some point, what percentage of our listenership do you think has played enough to know the basics? Not like played it and they didn't like it, but like, you know, they know what class. Um, well, what? first of all, let's let's point the mic at your mouth there so we can hear you. And like that. second of all, yeah, there we go. There second go. of all, I assume everybody has played TF2. I was shocked when Christian said he didn't even know what that game was. <laughs> was a Man, why are you calling me out? I've never. It's 2023. It. Yeah. Can I never escape this, Bobby? Jeez, haven't I made amends? Play. I did play the game. Play, play the fucking game. I, I played he it. Can, he can add it. I've never. I've never played it. Yeah, wow, I think that's I'm going to go ahead and say maybe 50% of our, like, it's an old fucking game and we're old, dude, you know, even though it has a crazy, cri- I, I, really I a am a young spry cock on the back of an astronaut. Okay. Just trying to get enough things together so I can build something for it to break. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So like, um, the other day I was playing and I don't play very often like very rarely but sometimes you just want to shoot some stuff so i was playing and doing terribly and um anybody who's been listening for a while knows that engineer is my class i have more class i have more time in one class in one game than i do in most games period by far like i have i forgot what it was but like 500 hours in just the engineer like wow. that is my thing. So um, I played, I don't know, four or five rounds, didn't do well, and then went to the engineer and got a 
map that I was um, familiar with. Um, once you know how, now once you know the engineer, and once you have your basic skills down, it's all about placement. And then, so all I needed was a map that I knew and the engineer. And I had like the one, a great fucking run, like so good. Definitely carried the team, the whole thing, got first place, all that stuff. And I was supporting my team. Like the whole thing was great. People were helping me out. They were saying thank you, stuff like that. And it was like one of those things where I was just like, man, I fucking love the engineer so much. Inspired me to make a poem about the engineer. And the reason I was asking is like, how many people are actually going to understand? Bobby's going to understand this, even though he doesn't play the engineer. He's going to understand the engineer. But Dude, I played it. What are you talking about? I played a ton of engineer. I had to stop playing engineer because they only let you have, I, I explained this every time, but when we switched, I played engineer all through TFC, Team Fortress Classic. Right. Then when I switched over to TF2, I would always try to play the engineer, but most servers would only allow you to have two on a team and the mm. slots got taken up real quickly and nobody wanted to play medic. So that's how I became the greatest medic there ever was. <laughs> Dude, whenever Bobby brags, which is like twice a year, it's the best. And Bobby I believe him. I think he's, he's, it's, he is, I believe he's the it's best. It's always medic. about the yeah. TF2 medic too, those two times a year. Yeah. It's about anything else. <laughs> what do you call it? I wanna play I wanna play TF2 with Bobby and Emilio because I play the heavy. And so to have Bobby healing me would be really weird. Because usually when we play games, we hardly ever work together. And, uh, I want to I hear this poem, dude. I think the greatest medic of all time, the greatest heavy of all time. Dude, the greatest poet of all time is with us here today. Yeah, so That's true. A little a little has to go into this. First of all, the, uh, the engineer is kind of like a country boy. I'm not going to do the voice. Um, but he also heals and he dispenses ammo and he also kills and defenses and defends areas. So that's why uh, a little pretext to this. All right. Clang, clang, clang. As I hit, I build. As I build, I kill. As I killed, I protect. Uh, I am the engineer. Motherfucker. Shit. Son of a bitch. Looky there. My turrets cause Tourette's. Some <laughs> come and enter my Ford command center. What will it be? Some bombs, some rockets here. Fill your pockets. Friendly, walk in front of my dispenser. Enemy, walk in front of this here sensor. Uh, before I, before I get another knife in my back again, use my teleporter to get there and back again. Come on, uh, come on back here. Oh, sorry, come on back now. You hear? That's it. I I'm blown away, dude. I think that probably is the really single did. most arch- artistic thing you've ever done in your life. Did your therapist yeah, tell you to do that? It or? probably is. That took soul. Yeah, that really took nice. heart. I, I, I heard it on the page. Orated the through page. your voice. Yeah. Well, I don't know where you wrote yeah. it. Some, something. Yeah. yeah. I'm really part of the Tourette's part. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> the only part that I raised an eyebrow because I didn't really understand. But it's all good. It's fine. Oh, I'm saying like as the enemies run into my turrets, they're calling out obscenities. So it causes causes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. If I have to explain the joke, is the joke is probably not very good. Yeah, all right. that's okay. The rest all of right. the poem was phenomenal. We still love though. you, and that it was, was pretty great. good. Thanks, man. Okay, do we have a plug? It was a, it was good for forty six upvotes on Reddit. Uh, 
Oh, hey. wow. Dude. That's pretty Let's good. Let's check on that tomorrow. Maybe we'll get up to uh, hundreds or two hundreds. I, I hope. I'm checking every minute. Oh, every minute. Yeah, of course. <laughs> as you do. And, yeah, yeah, That's something everyone can. Uh, uh, I'll upvote it. Whatever it's called. Anyways, I don't know what I'm saying. DLGCon. It's a plug time. Uh, the sign-up link will be in the show notes and in the Discord. You should come. Take a look at the sheet. Take a look at the houses. Give us your deposit and have one of the greatest times in your life. Don't take our word for it. Everyone who comes says it's the best time ever. Uh, I've lost all my energy, but you'll just have to, you'll have to believe me. It's, a, it's an <laughs> Today amazing time. Today has not been your day, Christian. It would have been much better if that were a poem. <laughs> Dude, it's, I know. <laughs> if you could have oh. just put that in iambic pentameter, I, it would have I couldn't, I, I for- couldn't follow. <laughs> I couldn't follow the poem. That was it. I forgot the best part of this. Bobby, I am challenging you to do a poem on your fairy character in TF2. You owe it to the game at this point, dude. Like it's been years and years. I owe it poetry. It for free. <laughs> you owe the poem, dude. Emilio, I loved your poem, but I think Bobby's going to knock uh, you out of the fucking water, dude. No, he might. I, I don't know about that. Um, I don't. I don't think I'm very much of a poet here. I don't care you whether you are. Not. You think I am, dude? I, I just put myself, my shitty self out there. Oh, I, I challenge you to Dude, do it. Dude, try doing it in the southern accent, maybe. Challenge. Am I going to dress up like a beatnik? Scooby-Doo bop. Bow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Medic, do. I'm, whoa. I'm down now. <laughs> do some slam poetry. Uh, oh, no. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we get a yikes in there? Let's get a yikes in there. It's going to be a yikes from me. Um, before we move on, we do have some subs here. Captain Gummy, 22 months. Thank you very much, dude. We appreciate it. And also, an anonymous person gifted a sub. So thank you to whoever you are. That's awesome. Um, I thank don't you. Think, I don't think we had any new listener questions this week, but that's okay because last week we had a lot left over. So we still have plenty of listener questions to get to here. One follow-up question. So Warconius was asking about which celebrity has not done a voiceover for Call of Duty. I guessed Ed Harris, and that was wrong. I don't know if he's still in chat here, but maybe he could tell us the answer to this question because we never found out. It seems like just about everybody has done a voice for Call of Duty. Um, while we wait for the answer or the possible answer to that, let's get to the other questions here. Scrambled Eggs asks, are any, <clears throat> excuse me, are there any two of the crew that could team up to beat Emilio in an arm wrestling match? I think uh, the cassette beast, just like how you confuse two monsters. I think if we put Nick and Bobby together, they could probably take on Emilio. <laughs> I think we might have, if you fuse me, me and Bobby together, we probably would be a normal human being uh, <laughs> just polar opposites so like oh my god this guy has a stable job and he loves his family um what from, do you call it from dlg3 uh bobby gave me the most trouble it wasn't much trouble but it was the most and like uh yeah if he i don't know him and christian nick Nick is like super lanky, and his it, uh, it doesn't help him. I think on the arm wrestling front, and so no. I think uh, yeah, maybe Christian and Bobby together would maybe do it. I don't know though; it's hard to say. Probably not. It's me. 
That's why, <laughs> it's that's why I get called the sackless wonder sometimes. It's amazing. Strength's <laughs> not like 40, you know? <laughs> uh, mm. All right. Well, Scrambled Eggs also asks, what is the generic word you use for a carbonated beverage? Soda, pop, Coke, or some weird Canadian word? Uh, we use slice off the old ice up here. No, you don't. No, you fucking what don't. Do you th- it's not making things. No, up. seriously, we do. You, that's what you call soda slice off the old well, ice. We don't use the word soda very much unless it's like the you know soda water, like a specific okay. type of water. But yeah, if you're gonna have a slice uh, off yeah. the old ice, that's just. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Dude. I heard people calling it pop in Edmonton. Yeah, pop. Yeah. Okay. No, right. a, yeah, you either pop. call it soda or you call it pop, and I feel like everybody calls it pop except for like a small patch of the West Coast over here. So yeah, I know we call it, call it soda, right? Yeah, we I call, yeah, it, I call it soda. soda. In my pop sounds traveling so... uh, across the U.S. I think it's the Midwest and Canada that calls it pop, and then I think a lot of the other places call it soda, unless you're oh, okay. like in so Texas and everything's a well, Coke. Yeah, if you go to Georgia or you go to Louisiana, everything's a Coke. You're like, let me get that clear Coke. You're like, give me a Sprite, you fucking idiot. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> clear Coke. I want an orange Coke. Yeah, yeah. Well, orange Coke. We, I think something came up one time on the podcast, and we were all trying to figure out what everybody calls it when you mix all the sodas together. Because out here, we always called that a suicide. Indigestion. Mm. That's what that's called. <laughs> it always tasted like bubble Swamp gum water. Like I thought that was, you guys don't use swamp water, too? <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing that, that no? means something very different in the midwest what does that mean does it mean actual swamp water i don't think we have any swamps up here like big ones so the smartest kid in my middle school showed me one time he was like dude it doesn't come out pre-mixed it comes out in two different streams it's soda water mm-hmm. and this this uh like what do you call it like Syrup. uh Syrup, exactly. Thank you. And he's like, if he's like, watch this. So he put the Coke under just the soda water and not the syrup. And he showed it to the person. He's like, hey, I just bought this and like it tastes like shit. It doesn't have any color. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. You can go ahead and take a free one of the other flavors. He's like, I do that every day. I was like, you're the coolest kid I've ever met. The guy is like the CFO of a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. No, all because of the compliment you he gave really him. really hacked the slice off the old ice. <laughs> God, really shut the fuck up. You're making that up. I swear to God. Provide me with proof. Okay. All right. Well, we've got an answer from Warconius's question. It looks like Ed Norton is the celebrity that has not done a voice for Call of Duty. He takes himself extremely serious. Yeah, I believe it. Do you, man. Do you guys not get that like vibe from him? I, I, I mean, I think he does. I think he takes. Isn't he a method actor, or is that who's? Um, that's Joaquin Phoenix, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Bobby, you all know. method actors. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he. Uh, I'm not going to get into a tangent on what method acting is. So, <laughs> uh, let's just move on. Um, We've got another question from I, Tom, who asks, I learned that there is a hockey player named Akira. His parents loved Dragon Ball Z and named the oldest after the creator. They named his younger brother Krillin. Hmm. I'm not sure who Krillin is. Would any of he's you the name your kid? Wow. He's the who? That's Goku's son. Oh, okay. No. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. It's not Goku's son. It is Goku's Krillin. son. 
Oh, motherfucker. Never mind. It's the bald guy. Yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. best friend who's bald friend, and, yeah. and short. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, man. Would any of you name your kid after an anime character? Oh, God. Uh, game character or creator of any IP? And why would you choose that name? This is related, but listen, man. I, when I was going to have my kid, I'm like, I want something different. That's all I really care about. I just want something, you know, different from everybody else. And Sam wanted, like, you know, not cookie cutter, but, you know, just something more traditional. So I said, you can pick from anything in space, anything in space, because we also have the added restriction of um, being able to translate Spanish to English and be the same word, right? So she's like, you know, I, I was really pushing for Nova, like one of the most powerful events in the universe, a supernova, right? Starcraft. That's my character. cat's name. It's your cat's name. There you go. And eventually it all got whittled down and we ended up with Luna, which I was fine with. Like, uh, that's a pretty name. Unfortunately, half of the white people's cats that I know are named Luna uh, or dogs. And so most of the time it's dogs. Yeah, it's dogs. And so I was like, whatever, let's roll with it. And so we went with Luna. And now it's the number one name in California. Uh, for for trendsetter, <laughs> dude. Nice, good job. No, 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 no. It's a backfire, dude. Like, should have named her Nova. It's, it's the new. It's Skyward. the number one thing I was trying to avoid. And you're trying to be exactly unique, and then now it's biting you in the butt. Yeah, yeah. It's dude, hard. it's a in two years. Supernova will be the most. Like, you can't escape it. You know. Can't what, escape. When you guys are as popular true. as you are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Bobby, that was underrated. You get, you get credit for that. That was good. Can't escape um, a supernova. I, I actually just had a conversation like this with my girlfriend yesterday because I was watching the original Superman movie, Christopher Reeves, 1978, you know, that one. And it reminded me of something. So I was telling her, you know, there's someone in my department who named his kid Kal-El. Mm. And, and she's with like, the maybe apostrophe? Maybe it's, Wait, yeah, yeah, with the apostrophe? With, well, that's what she said. She's like, maybe it's Khalil. I'm like, nope, it is Kal-El. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. So I don't that's know. Real. I think that's pretty wild. I, I don't know if I'd ever name. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to have kids, but if I did, I, I don't think I'd ever name them after anything like that. Uh, because I support it, dude. I really do. I really support, like, I, I want to name, if I have a boy, his name is going to be Odin or Thor or something crazy. Yeah. But just like, like, I don't know. Then, like, imagine, imagine you're like, like pick <laughs> some random thing to like be their icon or something. Then it gets associated with something all super weird. No, you heard it here. Bobby, imagine you, if you live in California, the, name your kid Luna. Emilio supports you. Yeah, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> Emilio, imagine any one of your, me- your, your Mexican family members being like, Odin, Memaki, Odin. Odin. Like, just, yeah, that's, that's where it then, falls apart. Uh, my cousin has a dog named Odin. Zeus. <laughs> what a great name Zeus is. Emilio is getting so good at naming what white people name their pets, like yeah. the children. <laughs> Dude, you are hitting it. nailing it. He's hitting them all. There's yeah. there's a there's one that I've seen where it's like how Fido. Midwesterners name their <laughs> Midwesterners name their pets, and it's like Colt, Smith, and Weston. Get over here! Like it's just <laughs> nothing but gun brands. Ah, there's a lot of Glock. That. Glock. There is a lot of that. Yeah. If I have a daughter, I'm naming her after a Star Wars character, and if we have a son. We're naming them after a Lord of the Rings character. But so Jar Jar Binks. This has already been agreed on. <laughs> What's that? 
This has already been agreed on. She's she's done. Yep. With no, it. this is our official plan, but I'm, I can't share the names till they happen because I don't want a California Luna situation where everyone jumps on the fucking yeah, bandwagon, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So we, we all know it's going to be Jar Jar. <laughs> <Jar-jar. laughs> most most popular name in Canada now, Gollum. Gollum. Thank you, <laughs> Gollum and Jar Jar. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> That'd Could be the worst wrestling well, wrestling tag team duo. We're working in education around a lot of students. Like I see a lot of weird names, and also there's one trends. year, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of trends too. So one year, I was curious about it, and I actually went through our database and I pulled like all the student names for the entire school that I was at, and then I like used uh, Excel or whatever and filtered them, and I found out what the most common names were for these. And I think I did this five years ago and emma was the most popular girl's name by a long shot and i I have no idea why maybe it's like some jane austen thing um someone i work with her daughter is around that age and is named emma so maybe i should ask her and then i can't remember what the most popular boy's name was i don't know there's a lot of like jaden aiden caden like a lot of stuff brian no more jennifers anymore What, what happened to all the jennifers yeah where are all the jennifers it's generational Jennifer, and they're all mean. It's yeah. so. It's one of the strangest things, it, just like a zeitgeist of naming that happens. It's very strange. I tried to escape it and fell into the center of it. It's so strange. <laughs> well, you I mean, we unique man. Some of the names I've seen working in healthcare are wild. I once saw somebody named Puff Pass. You could always name your kid Puff Pass and really uh, never get your baby a, do- a job, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw a really weird name. This wasn't of a student, but a, of a coworker. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this is, uh, uh, what is that place out there, like around Bangkok? They've got a lot of um, like names that sound very weird to us, but the person's first name was Porn Tip. And I think that's actually, like it sounds ridiculous to us, but I think it's actually kind of common out there. Slice off yeah. the old ice, um, if I ever. Yeah. There was a kid that someone named Knowledge, and I'm like, that's just risky to name your kid that. I mean, right. you don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. <laughs> it hey, could Cr- be Christian, a real bad joke. Before we wrap up, uh, whose song is it this week? Uh, I didn't know Nick was going to be here, but I, it's supposed to be Nick's song. Nick, do you have something that we can pull up in time? It seems yeah. crazy. It's Damnation from Doom. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. What's the next question? Uh, another one from Morconius. More weird celebrity video game facts. Liam Neeson and Matthew Perry have both been in Fallout. Rosario Dawson was in Dishonored 2. Celebrity likeness and voice in a game. Does it add anything for you? Have you enjoyed a game and thought, wow, this voiceover is so amazing? And brings so much to the game and its story. I think voice actors are better at voice acting than celebrities. Yeah, than yeah. than traditional actors are at doing it. You know, I didn't. You know what I didn't know, like in, at all, until you know Vivian started watching a bunch of movies and she likes watching movies. Um, all the Studio Ghibli films have just like insane actors in their cast. Like Liam Neeson is in Ponyo, and like. There's a bunch of other like oh, yeah. really really famous people like Dakota Fanning is in in My Neighbor Totoro like there Dude. there's way more that I'm forgetting because Japan uh, comes with that long money when when they want to like uh, do their dubs of their big movies. If um, yeah. is it money? I think it would be such an honor. I don't know. Maybe it is money, but 
to be in a Ghibli yeah, film? It, like yeah. that's a piece of art. All of them are, you know. Yeah. Also oh. long money. Oh, <laughs> long money. Yeah. I really like when there's a uh, voice acting in games. I think it enhances it a lot. Like I think of like Elder Scrolls Online, you know, that's a huge MMO and they really don't have to put like the voice acting in it, but I feel like the voice acting's good in it and that really does enhance. I find myself sitting there like actually just enjoying listening to it even though i could obviously skip through it a lot quicker and read it but i think it uh, it really helps with the immersion in a game like that and there's plenty of other games where the immersion is really enhanced by the fo- the voice acting matter you don't have to say skip through it or pass through it anymore you don't have to be like click through it just say i bobby it and that's mm. the end of that <laughs> i tend you to know? not bobby it too much <laughs> i like story you know yeah uh, well, Warconius is asking specifically about celebrity likeness and uh, celebrities doing voices in game, which I feel like is becoming more and more popular these days, especially the whole celebrity likeness thing. So we've got Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk, uh, Guillermo del Toro in uh, Death Stranded, um, more people, people in Death Stranded as well. I think even Conan O'Brien did a voice in that game. No, he did a full on like motion capture and like body scan for it. Yeah, he's okay. in the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was blown away when I saw, um, geez, uh, what is the guy from so um, Pay It Forward? Pay It Forward? <laughs> pay, it pay It Forward, forward. <laughs> dude. What a random movie. I know. You know what I'm talking about, Bobby? The older guy. He's a really good actor. Pay It. The old guy, really good actor. Yeah. There's only like two of them. There's only right? like, yeah. Kevin Spacey, yeah, Kevin Spacey was Damn, in like when yeah when he was I mean, in I looked like, it up, dude. Oh. <laughs> when he was in um, Call of Duty, this worst movie. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but when you he was in like a video game, I was like, whoa! Not just his voice, but his likeness. I was like, well, he was in a Call that, of Duty game. He was in the one where that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I remember that one specifically. Call of Duty Four: Advanced War or something. Advanced. It was the one, oh God, it it was either one of two Call of Duties. It was the one where everybody laughed because you had to press F to pay respects. Or it was the one, (laughs) yeah, I think it was that one. But Or it was the one where at the very beginning of the game, actually the first level or the second level is in, it's in San Diego and they, you can see part of the Coronado bridge and the stadium in the background. Like they actually, it looks like San Diego. I've got a screenshot on my Steam page. Um, and yeah, dude, if you're trying to figure out who Kevin Spacey is, just like you should have like specified, oh, you know, the guy who like touched boys on set and then disappeared Oof. from acting. Like, that would have been a lot Jeez. more. Whoa. <laughs> that would have narrowed He's it also down. in like House of Cards. <laughs> yeah, House of Cards. But he's I a mean, huge piece of shit. Yeah. You know, the guy who just like disappeared. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, I, you know, this is not anything super new too, because I remember, um, what's that game with Jack Black Really popular about oh, yeah. 10, 15 years Rock ago. Rock of Ages. Rock, no. No. Yeah, it wasn't Rock of Ages? No, no, no. It was um, something with Rock So calm. Sorry. That one was actually pretty good. <laughs> he... It was a great game. Yeah. Bru- it, uh, brutal yeah, Legend? Brutal Legend. Brutal yeah. Legend. Yeah. Brutal Legend, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, By the way, they're about to go on uh, a tour again. Um, and, and I think they, I might go. I mean... Tenacious D. Tenacious D, yeah. Yeah. 
You oh. should. I, I've heard that their concerts slash like shows are really fun. There's people really that like are known for putting on really good shows, and I think they're one of them. You know. Yeah. Quite a few. Oh. I watched The Pick of Destiny again. And the last time I watched it, I was so high and probably like 16 in someone's basement. And I just thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. And I watched it with my dad and his girlfriend. And I was like, this shit is not good. This shit sucks. This shit is bad. That's a bad movie. I would go that far. <laughs> <laughs> kind of falls like as an adult, with yeah, a brain. as an adult with the brain. Yeah, we hope, anyways. Uh, I remember seeing that in the theater. Um, last question from King Tyron. He says, I switched to PC from PlayStation in 2019. And since then, I've been kind of disappointed. New games on PC aren't keeping up with the console versions. Every AAA game is coming out broken. Is PC gaming still recovering from the pandemic or has it always been like Go this? back to consoles, you little bitch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. As someone who has both. I will say there is a feeling of when AAA games come out, it's like, yo, is this shit going to work on my PC? If not, I'm just going to buy it on my PS5. Or if it's a game that like requires a controller, like Elden Ring, like all my friends played Elden Ring on on uh, on PC, and they're like, hey, you know, it's nice, but I got to buy a new controller because my one doesn't work. But I'm like, dude, I got a PS5 right here. It works no problem. And it's just like, there, there, are, there are certain games that I would like to play on my PC. And there's games that I can only play on my PC because the type of game there are. You can't play Total War. You can't play like an RTS on a PS5. What, are you fucking crazy? But I think when it comes, like at this period in time, like King Tyron said, I really think that, I don't know if it's a pandemic. I don't know if it's like super capitalism that's destroying the game, like the gaming scene right now. or not destroying it, but kind of diluting it. It feels like nothing has personality. It feels like nothing has something that really grabs everyone's attention, except for some console games like uh, Tears of the Kingdom that just came out two days ago. My my wife has put like nine hours into it in the past two days, like, and she hasn't played video games like in the last year. Maybe maybe she's played a total of like thirty hours in the last three hundred sixty five days of like Isaac. And like Hogwarts Legacy, and that's it. But the fact that like games with personality tend to release on consoles before on PC, and they're like well advertised, I think that's why that's why King Tyron says that. Don't get me wrong; there are plenty of games that come out on PC that are great, um, but it, it just feels like right now it feels like consoles kind of have an edge. Yeah, I agree. Uh, with that I've too. been bra- there's a third week in a row that I've been. In- bringing this up uh, now that now that PlayStation 5 is you know now that we're in a new generation we're having a another new problem with ports and you know it it's going to take time and effort to iron those things out other than that I, and also licensing like you know when does when does Sony think it's okay to like leave one of their heavy hitters off for PC. It seems to be like one year, but um, now it's going to be one year plus whatever amount of time it takes to make it a good game. Um, Yeah, I think that's where we're at. We're just like in this weird spot where every eight years a new generation of games come out or consoles come out and, you know, 
we're going to have to relearn how to port these things. That's where I, we're at. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. I think we've been doing that for a while, but like I, I do feel like there's still something kind of different with that. But I also just feel like it is kind of difficult to compare the two of them, in my opinion, because it is a somewhat apples and oranges in one aspect to me, because I feel that, especially with PlayStation, they've always dominated as like single player AAA kind of games. And that's much more of like a closed uh, environment, if you wanted to argue that way, like a terranium. Like you can sit there and you can really have it grow and add all this stuff and really make it like much more of a polished and true thing. Whereas you don't have all this shit going on of like downloading. And then I feel like a lot of the PC games coming out do try to add multiplayer or like maybe be a little too ambitious with things. And like they're almost like as if you were trying to curate the whole pet store instead of like one aquarium. You know what I mean? So I think that that's there's always been a, a level of that, I think. But additionally too, like I know that a lot of the work culture and environment around designing and making games has been pretty toxic for a long amount of time. And I wouldn't be surprised if the pandemic caused a lot of people to take a seat back and be like, well, I'm going to go into something else that might have better work-life balance. So maybe we are seeing like a big brain drain from companies making games. I could definitely see that. But I also feel like, you know, there's a lot in PC that it does really well, especially when you're talking about indie games and unique different things, you know, it seems kind of odd to me to talk about all the games being the same when in reality, when you look into the realm of indie, there are a lot of unique games with like quite a bit of personality. They're just, they're definitely not like, yeah, the AAA that crosses between systems. I, th I think the shitty thing that, that really affects indie games on PC is just the lack of advertising. Cause there, there are like you, like you said, there are a lot of good games that are either their first time releases from like first time studios or the releases from smaller studios and like, you know, like this game's fucking game of the year, dude. And like, like Hades, for example, Hades got like no advertising, but it blew up and it won game of the year, like almost across the board. He's got a lot of advertising. He's got a lot of advertising. Didn't it have a beta period before it was even advertised though? No, but it got, it had a huge marketing budget and run up and everything like that. Just as a, as a caveat to your point, I guess. Then I'm wrong. But what I was going to say is that there are a bunch of games on PC, especially that are indie games that just don't have, you know, budgets to advertise on TV or be a Super Bowl commercial or be the touchdown, like crossbar thing at the bottom of a football game, like where the mass public sees it. There are games that just don't have that light of day and it, it sucks. And those games could, you know, they do have a lot of character, but I just feel like the, the game market right now, is just smoother, easier to get into. And I think people just have less time to play video games now. And that's why they're going to, they're going to uh, consoles because a lot of people have their consoles in their room or in their living room. That's where they're at for most of the day when they're back home from work and they just want to turn it on. They don't want to go to their office and turn on their PC and have to worry about driver updates and all that shit. They just want to go. I feel like Sony is, and the game space, Sony is Apple, and everything else is kind of Android. Like, you have way more options with Android, but but Apple, a.k.a. Sony, just works. It just works every time. You don't have to worry about things. It's I, a cult. If, if, if you want my opinion on what 
maybe Sony could even do to to become even more than that, I guess, not really, just be even bigger and more of a heavy hitter. Make PSVR 2 work with PC. It's it's not hard. Just you can do it. It'll probably take three months to, to, to fucking code, but you can do it. They would make millions of dollars. It's such a good headset and, and, and remote system, but it's only locked to like the 30 VR games and like 80% of those are straight head ass. Like they just suck. But PC has so many good VR games. Um, and unfortunately, PSVR is locked to that PlayStation area. But if they release that for if they release that shit tomorrow, I would buy it tomorrow. I forgot to mention that this podcast is brought to you by Encrustables. They are so good. It's a perfect <laughs> it's a perfect mixture of peanut butter and jelly. Inside of a, like a a pre built pocket, yeah. Thank you. I have an I have an incredible story. They're so good. <laughs> Hit oh, me. Oh, Here we go. So at one point in my life, I weighed two hundred and eighty nine pounds, which is about thirty pounds more than what I weigh now. Um, and I used to work at a company, and they were one of those companies that would buy things from Costco and supply and like give it to people to eat, so they didn't have to leave the office and stuff, right? Um, one day. All the Encrustables were frozen. And me and my coworker were like, let's unfreeze the Encrustables, but we'll do them like four at a time, right? And one day while we were like unfreezing these <laughs> Encrustables, I'm reading the nutrition facts. I go, hey, Miguel. He goes, yeah, I go, this has 25% of your daily fat in just one small like hockey puck sized fucking sandwich. 25% of your daily fat in it. It's it's obscene, and we were eating four or five at a time. It was awful. That'll do it, dude. Yum. That will do it, dude. It's like that little wafer they give you at the end of church. What are the facts on that? (laughs) (laughs) The communion wafer. (laughs) I'll tell you, dude. That blew up on TikTok like two weeks ago. Right here, look. I have them on my phone. It's seventeen grams of. Total carbohydrates mm-hmm. and one thousand percent grams of holiness. Yeah, yeah. Wow. How are yeah. You, how are you gonna plus five holy damage? You know, so, <laughs> so wholesome. Okay, take us out of here, someone, right. dear God. I, I think that is a wrap. There. What's everybody playing next week? Cassette Beast. Uh, Darkest Dungeon Two. Still, I want to get I, further. When I uh. Oh, Open up Epic to play Breath of Edge. I forgot that it was like halfway through um, Tomb Raider, uh, Tomb Raider three. If you want to call it, they don't they don't name them anymore. You have to figure it out with a diagram. But yeah, um, and I was like, why haven't I finished that? So I got to finish that, and then that and XCOM, XCOM two. Hmm. Um, I am going to see if there's any Lemmings games out there. I think someone earlier in the show was saying they redid it on iOS or Android. Uh, so there's got to be a newer version of that. I'll see what's happening. Or I'll just play the old one on an emulator. Um, also, we were talking about that publisher, Raw Fury, when we were speaking about Cassette Beast. And I noticed they had published those games, Kingdom, Um now, I played the original one, the Kingdom, not Newlands, the one before it. I can't remember what it was called. 
And I really, really liked that game, but then I kind of hit a brick wall because it was just taking too much time and I just wasn't getting anywhere. But I noticed they have another one called Kingdom Two Crowns. It's not new. It came out 2018. Yep. It's on sale on Humble Bundle for five bucks, and it is co-op. Really so. good, dude. It's a really Ooh, awesome. They did a good job good. on that. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite games. Yeah, when I played the first Kingdoms game, I was like, "This is or Kingdom game." I was like, "This is really good," but it's like it could be a little bit better. And they've made m- multiple versions apparently since then. So. I, maybe I'll check that one out and I would love to play some co-op on that. Yeah, let's do it up. It's such a cool concept, yeah. the 2D 2D kingdom builder and you go on a little, I don't know, it's just so different and awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, it's a fantastic idea. Christian, look how much I've sunk down in our screen. Yeah, dude, you're... You told me, don't, <laughs> don't fucking shrink down. And I've shrunk down so much. Um, who's down for an adventure on the high seas right now? Right now? What does that mean? Like He wants to play of, fucking Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. All right. Okay. Are you trying to play it on Steam or are you trying to play it on, on Xbox? Doesn't matter. You can play it on whatever you want, man. We can yeah. all play together. I'm in. I'll play. All right. I'm in. Yeah, I'll play all some right. Sea of Thieves. Some fucking pirate titties, bitches. Just... Later. <laughs> Wait. Okay. I'm playing it. You found this song? Why can't we hear it? Yeah, why can't we hear it? Why can't we hear it? Chris, we can't hear it. What's that? We can't, we can't oh, hear, you can't it. hear it. Okay, bye, everyone. Sorry, no. next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>